Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What is going on, CEOs? De Niro B here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, I am here with Clay Mosley, the CEO of Dripify. He started a digital marketing agency in February 2015. Then Clay took a completely unorthodox approach to his business that allowed him to grow into a team of over 20 people in just four years. Then in June 2019, after he scaled his business to seven plus figures, he sold the agency. And now with the belief that small businesses should have access to the same strategies and tactics as big brands without having to pay thousands of dollars in retainers, he started Dripify. Today, we'll talk about remote team building, strategy, and marketing. I can't wait to get started. So let's get right into it. All right, Clay, thanks a lot for being on the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today, man? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me. 100%, 100%. So as usual, I like to ask every single one of my guests what they were doing before they started their business. So what is your story, Clay? Uh, so I, I could go on for like three hours about this. <laughs> so I have, I have a, quite a unique story. Um, so like after, after I graduated college, um, I, I probably worked over, uh, so I graduated in 05, 2005. Um, and over 10 years after that, I probably worked, I don't know how many different, eight different jobs. Uh, and, and when I mean like eight different jobs, I mean like eight literally different jobs. Like I worked uh, insurance claims to insurance sales, to financial planning, to blowing attic, uh, blowing insulation in attics, heating and air. Like, I mean, I, of stuff. And this is, I, I think this is just me trying to figure out what I wanted to do in life. And so it was just uh, one of those things where I'm going to try a little bit of everything. Um, and now is, uh, I was fired from most of these jobs. Um, and that, and that's mostly because like, not for lack of work, you know, work ethic, it was just, you know, I worked for people who said if it got done in five steps, but I did it in two, like, you know, like they had a problem with it. The man in 2015, uh, I got fired from my last job. Um, and at that point, I was pretty much like had my back up against the wall. Um, and I, I remember being at the grocery store um, and I'm, I'm looking at the, the uh, and I, and I remember thinking, this is all I could afford right now. <laughs> oh, wow. And um, yeah. And so I, uh, it, what's funny is at that time I had been dabbling in, in just kind of on the side and and I, at that point when I got fired, I was, I was pretty much unemployable. Like on paper, I 
no one wanted to even interview me, right? Like I had all these different types of jobs. Um, I was I the little like I had to check no because I was like fired from most of them. Uh, and so I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna try to go full time with this web. February 6, 2015. That's when it. When I remember that date. Uh, that's when it it all started. And uh, from there, from 2015 to uh, 2019, I actually grew a, a marketing agency. And so I started out with web design, uh, grew a marketing agency in four years. To uh, we were by the end of the four years, we were doing seven figures recurring revenue. Um, I had 22 employees and I sold it, sold it in 2019. So that is my story in, in Cliff Notes version of it, I guess you could say. It's a very interesting story. And I find that a lot of entrepreneurs, they tend to have, a, I wouldn't say similar, but uh, some aspects of it are, are very similar. You said something that, that really s- struck a chord with me as well when you said that if a job required five steps, they did it in two. Some people may call it call, cutting corners. I call it being efficient. Uh, when, <laughs> when you run a business, you know what's important is the end result. And uh, unfortunately, especially if you work for big corp uh, companies like I used to before my business, there is some step-by-step processes that you need to follow. And unfortunately, like you said, if you, if you don't abide by those rules, uh, individuals may feel almost even threatened. Maybe some people are smart enough to understand that you're doing the right thing uh, and you're getting the right results. But some people, namely, especially middle management, um, they're going to feel threatened because they're like, wait a minute, there's only on a sales floor, I remember this, there's a sales floor of about 150 people. And we were told to dial 75 cold calls a day. And there was one guy that was just a wizard and he was able to close deals just almost every single call that he got into. So he would come in at 1030 and he would leave at 3 p.m. when everybody had to be in the office early and leave late. And he was closing more deals than everyone else. But hey, management hated this guy so much because they're like, you're setting the right, you know, the wrong expectations with everybody else. And it really boils down to that. It's that entrepreneurial mindset. Um, listen, I wanted to ask you, so after 2019, you sold your business, you said, right? Um, I did, yeah. And what'd you do after that? You know, uh, I'll be honest with you. Six months after that, I, I just kind of chilled. <laughs> I did absolutely nothing for six months. Um, but I would say like, so after I just kind of enjoyed life at, at that point. Um, uh, but after six months, I, I, you know, so that was, uh, so January of 2020, um, right before COVID, um, I had moved to Austin, Texas, which is where I am now. Um, I decided to open, to start a new business, um, which is called Dripify. And, all I do now is pretty much just consulting. Um, and I sell, uh, basically I sell online courses, online programs. Uh, so it's everything that I did before with the marketing agency, kind of the done for you. Now I am more on the consulting side. So that's, that's it that I have figured out that that is, (laughs) that's easier to scale. (laughs) A hundred percent. Um, I'm a coach myself and, and, and we're, we're launching again, another uh, group coaching program right now. Uh, one of many. And, and here's the thing. 
Uh, it's super scalable. I do want to talk about this, if you don't mind, for a minute. Um, yeah. uh, tell me the, the pros and cons of running an agency and the pros and cons of running a system that it's not done for you, but it is easier to scale. So let's start with the agency first. Do you miss anything from the agency side that you can't do right now? I, you know, I don't miss the agency side. I'll be straight honest with you. Um, there are pros. There are definitely cons. Um, the pros are that it's, I think it's easier to sell. Um, I just, that's from my perspective. I think, I think there, there are more people looking for, to, to just hire people to do things for them. Um, and so I'd say that's a pro. Another pro is, it, it, it actually allows people and this, what I firmly believe before anybody, and you may have a different take on it before anybody goes into coaching or consulting, I think they actually do need to do the done for you service, right? The, the one-on-one um, and actually hone in on their craft. Um, so that's, that's a big pro is like, okay, it actually allowed me to learn how to do all of these things um, directly with clients and in which has therefore resulted in me able to to consult and coach even better uh now and so i uh can you can you uh can you see me yep yeah, yep yeah, there we go okay it, it was just glitching there for a little bit um so just to continue on that uh I, I i see a lot of people who who try to enter coaching um and they they just go straight into coaching um and and I, I think that's a mistake. I, I've seen people make it work, but um, but I think that's the pro to agency model is like, okay, it allows you to hone in on your skills first um, before you, you actually enter the coaching uh, stage. 100%. Yeah. So my listeners know I used to have an agency called Gold Rush. We did Google and Facebook advertising and scaled a bunch of clients. And then I realized after a bit is that I had a team of about 20 people myself and some of my clients now were calling me and instead of asking for Google and Facebook ads, we're like, you have an awesome remote team. How do I get that? And so that's how I got into coaching. So now my coaching revolves around building teams and, 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 and building remote businesses, not necessarily doing Facebook or Google advertising. So I'm with you a hundred percent in this, uh, in this, uh, thing. Listen, let me ask you a question. So you had a big team. Um, was it remote or did you have an office? Uh, it, it was kind of a hybrid model. Um, so like we, they were all local, uh, most of them. Um, but we, we had what I call, I don't know. I don't know if this is an actual term, but like local remote. Um, so they were all local, but we, we, I didn't require any of them to work in the office or come in the office. They can work from home work on their own schedule. Um, we had weekly team team meetings. Um, so it was that kind of culture. So they, they may as well have been remote, but we did get it together once a week in person um, just because we, we were all local. And, and that's how my team operates now as well. So um, they're all in, in Austin, Texas. And, uh, but we, we see each other only once a week. And so that's, that's kind of the model that's been working for me. And you know, I, I'm a big advocate for it. Um, so I would say it's mostly, it's mostly remote at, the, at yeah. this point. No, that's awesome. Um, 
I want to dive in a bit deeper in, in, in this local remote system because I have uh, remote, remote. Like there, I am in Europe right now and the majority yeah. are uh, either in Asia or in, in the United States or Canada. So uh, I have two people in Europe, but not in where I am. Um, but for local remote, I guess it also offers another benefit of being able to meet once in a while. So I wanted to know the pros and cons now of of a do of you know working with someone remotely uh what do you think its limitations are and if you were ever able to overcome the limitations of working with people remotely yeah that's a really good question i mean it, working remotely and having remote employees it, it's a it, it's a it could be a tough thing because you do have to and i would say in this in this especially in this covid era um people have kind of figured it out um, been kind of forced to work in that more independent mindset. Uh, but I would say even then, that's the, probably the most difficult thing is people are just not built for that. They have to go to an office. They have to work in nine to five. Like they actually like need to clock in, clock out. That's their mindset. Um, and that's, that's just how they are the most productive. Um, and so I would say for me, like, that's probably been the most difficult part is being able to find the people that that don't need that actual requirement, um, that that environment. And so I, I finding those in those people that can work independently and just work on deadlines and straight up like that's it. Um, that has probably been the most difficult part. Um, the really I would say the 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 pro to all of this is that. Um, it, everything is deadline driven. And so it's not, it's not time driven. Like we're not tracking time, like time, in my opinion, just because you work on something for a certain amount of time, uh, doesn't mean it's going to become out as a good result. You know, it's like, yeah. uh, like, you know, that's just, it could be just busy work. Um, and so I like the deadline driven kind of aspect of it. And also, uh, I, I'm a big advocate for people who, uh, for people finding their own stride in their own environment. And so when it comes to remote work, people like, like the way where my most productive environment can be completely different versus yours. Um, so like, for example, mine is super late at night in a very dark office with one lamp on and I have uh, the office playing in the background, right? Mm -hmm. And, and like, that's just my environment, but like for someone else, it might be 6am in the morning, uh, with, with all the, with all the sunlight coming through the windows and things like that. So it's, I think people, I think if you allow your team to figure out what is their most productive environment and just let them do that, the results are amazing. A hundred percent. You said something again that, uh, that really, again, resonated with me because you said something like there's majority of people, or at least like some individuals, they need to go to an office to be productive. And mm -hmm. when we build remote teams, as a matter of fact, the number one rule is always interview, 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 until you find people that you feel like, of course, there's not going to be over always the 100% certainty, but where you find that they have uh, the capability to work remotely, to be left alone in a room by themselves and still do the work. Um, the hardest thing I think that people found was when they had an office, everybody went into an office and now because of COVID, they had to break apart and they had to work remotely. And so that I think was probably the hardest. 
for those types of businesses because they had employees that they needed the office and now they don't have yeah. it anymore. As a business myself, where we are 100% remote, like you said, if you find the right people, it's not easy, but if you do find the right people, then the trick is done because you know uh, you didn't yeah. have to uh, you don't have to go through the people that needed to be in an office uh, to be productive. Yeah. Uh, working at night, man. I've been working in Europe for months now, and that means that when uh, where are you now? We said in Austin. Is it uh, Central Time or Central time. Mm-hmm. Central time? So you guys are seven hours behind me. So basically, uh, your nine a.m. is my four p.m. So oh, I wow. totally understand what it means for, for me to work out too. Like I work at, uh, I work at like between 11 PM to 3 AM is where <laughs> I get the majority <laughs> of my work done as well. So, so yeah. I totally am with you on that. Um, Clay, um, can you tell us what you're working on right now? Get, get us excited. What is this business all about? What do you train on and uh, where you want it to go in the next couple of years? Yeah, uh, so really great question. Uh, we actually just uh, transitioned to uh, becoming what we call a marketing experimental company. Um, and so we, I mean, obviously we have like online courses and things like that to teach on marketing. Um, but what, where we spend most of our time now is we run marketing experiments. Like it's, and, and we share those results basically. And, um, so that is what we have been, we we've transitioned to. And so I, I don't think there's a whole lot of people like, and there's, there's tons of people that, but like, this is our sole focus. And so if, uh, if anybody wants to see those, like all they have to do is go to our website and and check out what's what we call the lab. Um, but that, that's probably the most exciting thing that we we're doing. Like right now we're doing, uh, we just went through a, uh, Instagram reels, uh, kind of experiment. And so we, we got some tremendous results there. And then we're also doing some experiments with uh, TikTok ads, um, just, just to see how that's going to work. And so, uh, TikTok ads, by the way, are the, <laughs> probably the most, um, or the most cost-efficient, uh, ad platform, at least right now at the time of this recording. So yeah. Quick question about TikTok ads. I, I, uh, like, do you find that uh, the demographics on TikTok has changed in the past year from, uh, you know, uh, kids basically uh, to maybe a more mature audience? And uh, what type of business would you recommend uh, using uh, TikTok as an ad platform? That's a good question. I, just like any other social platform, I mean, the, the age of, of, the, of TikTok from when it first started to to you know as it progresses like it it ages faster than than actual time uh and so uh like super simple example facebook you know when it started this college back in what 2006 or something uh you know now it's more like for now there's like a bunch of 50 60 70 year olds on there yeah um but back to the question yeah it's still super young um it has it has gotten older but i would still say it's in the 20s um, however, what we have, uh, as far as like the type of business, I would say like, really I've seen any type of business work. Um, I've seen serv- local service providers, um, make it work really well. I've seen e-commerce work really well. The, the local service prov- provider is actually the most interesting one because it's a, there, I, I have a, a client of mine who is, 
a chiropractor and he he serves locally but now he's like he has like half a million followers on tiktok and he gets all kinds of business uh nationally and people fly in to come to see him holy yeah even though there are chiropractors locally in their area that they can go see so like that's the power of tiktok and be able to to to, to build a brand on there because and so um so yeah i've seen all kinds of uh stuff work i guess my point here is is that uh a lot of people think it's for for one thing but you just never know and so what you do is you take advantage of what's available now and and uh and if it if it if it works out great if it doesn't it's fine too like there's always going to be something new but if you don't get in on new things now, like you're definitely 100% going to miss the window. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Clay, we had great chat. I'm very excited to uh, really find out where to find you online so my uh, listeners can go and check you out as well, check your business out. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, so I would say probably the best place. I, I actually have a free uh, Facebook group. Um, that where I just give away all kinds of free stuff, like free tactics, free strategies. Uh, that's where I, that's where we share our case studies and experiments. Uh, it's, it's just get dripify.com slash group. Um, okay. and that, and they could just go there and, and, uh, get the invitation. Awesome. Perfect. Clay, again, very, very grateful for you to be on the show today. I'm looking forward to having you and in, in the future as well, but in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section and to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again, and I will talk to you again soon.